Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Tuesday, January 29th. It's almost over. I think, is, is this month only 30 days or 31 days? I can't remember, but... We are on our way out and into February and Valentine's Day and a bunch of good things. So I did want to talk about what we say. How powerful is what we speak to each other? I'm going to be doing a lot of speaking in this next month. There's a lot of reasons to tell somebody we love them. We have the holidays. That's the holiday that says it all. And it's kind of fun to really understand the little nuances of ourselves, you know, how we talk, what we say, what we do, where we go, why we choose it. Once we take self-accounting into the picture, and once that exists, kind of gets, it, it goes on a different turn. It becomes a little bit more fun. It becomes more interactive because when we don't take responsibility and we're just walking around doing stuff, we don't care. At the end of the day, we're like, oh, what did I do this morning? Oh, who did I see? What actually happened? And then you fall asleep. But when you really think through the people you interact with, things that you want to tell them, that you want to share with them, how you speak to you. And I realized something yesterday because I was on YouTube and I was looking for certain information and I was trying to find videos on it. And there was this lady who had to be 70 years old, at least baseline. And she was talking about how, you know, do you own a gym membership and you don't go? And I'm thinking, actually, that's true for me right now because we're remodeling the house and it just is not stopping. And it's so much work. And I thought to myself, do I own a gym membership and I don't go, hey, that's true about me. And then she said, Do you find yourself saying you don't have time, it's too much work, you can't change your clothes to go? And, you know, she went into this whole list of reasons why you didn't go to the gym. And I thought, I never thought of those reasons. I actually don't have time, so I work out at home until I can actually take the time to get there, work out, and come back. And I thought, but boy, and and then she goes, what you say to your brain matters. And I thought, I'm doing a show and how powerful what we speak to ourselves. Prior to that interview, I was talking to one of my sisters. And every single turn that I tried to tell my sister, oh, wait, that's an excuse that you're telling me. Every single thing I say gets shot down with why it can't happen, why it's not happening, why it did not happen. And I thought it is tiring for me, for her, to hear that. 
because while I'm talking to someone, I start to pick them up. I can't help it. I try to stop it. And even the way I breathe at times, it's it's where they can't breathe. So I'll always know, like, gosh, you don't really breathe. or And, and it's only because it's happening to me. Jeez. Her tape is wound so tight that nobody but nobody can get to that truth. And when I do, those rare times where I just get in there, she starts to cry. Like, yeah, that's true. I do do that. And I said, do you realize that the way you set up your life and your children's lives, that the excuse is one of them pay and one of them uses it to her advantage. But an excuse is just a block in the road and it will stay a block in the road. You know those roads under construction that they go to fix and it's there for years because it ran out of funding? So you ran out of ideas. How we speak to ourselves is the direct connect, the direct reflection in your life every single day. So instead of being really obvious about that, because it sounds pretty obvious, and I wanted to say hello to Liam and Francis in the um, in the chat today, because I I don't know what I did to my chat, but it didn't pop on until right when the show started. But what happened? Let's say you are really mad right now. Not at anybody in particular, at yourself. Something you were trying to do or work on did not only not work out, but it created maybe a series of things that are going to need a lot of your time to do. So now you're mad. And instead of saying, wow, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. What was I thinking? Which is probably once in a while what we might need to say to ourselves. You say, well, it didn't work that way. Hmm. Okay, so now because it didn't work, I need to take this next step and just break it down. Break it down with words so that you can break it down with action. Or let's say you're in a relationship and there's something you need to talk about because it does upset you that whatever happened between you happened. He keeps coming home late or he's too much money or, you know, he keeps leaving his stuff around when he knows you're the only other one who can pick it up or something like that. And after a while, it just starts to bother you. Instead of saying, why do you always leave that there? Say, oh, it makes you comfortable to leave your things around. I know you'll get to them eventually. But if you do it a little quicker, I will feel better. It will make me feel better because I do like it when things look nice. I'll be like, oh, she likes it when things look nice. Oh, he gets comfortable with his stuff laying around everywhere. I know it sounds benign and very kind of, really, can I ever really say that? And the answer is actually yes. And I tried it. I tried all of this stuff because I love no confrontation. 
that's something really important to me. I don't like being in a position where somebody's telling me something that doesn't even affect me. And I have to fight back for some reason. Maybe they're angry, so they try to cut me up to get me into their argument or tell me something that's off or maybe just flat out weird to me. And then I'm caught in the middle of it. But now, in this time in my life, is when strangers, you know, you might make a wrong turn and they might start screaming at you from your car and stuff. And I just ignore it if it ever happens. I literally just ignore it because I don't even know them. I could care less. But I learned to pick and choose my battles, not my battles with other people, my battles with myself. And one of the most important ones is how we talk to ourselves. You don't have to say, oh, I'm gorgeous and I'm great all day because that wouldn't be useful. And you don't need to say, I'm not okay. But things like, oh, I'm going to start this today. Oh, I've done this before. I can do it again. I may not like this, but I can sure as well do it very well. I want to get this done today by end of day. When you start talking to yourself that way, there isn't enough time for you to talk to yourself in another way, which will be hurtful to you. Like, well, I never really get everything done by the end of the day. It's okay. That's true, but there's some things you do need to get done at the end of the day. And there's some things that do have deadlines. Just because it'll cost you more money to go too long without paying attention to it. It's really interesting how sensitive the way our brain hears us, plus our intentions, plus how we feel when we say it. But I will never for telling me not to call myself a dork. I've heard many people say, well, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, I always do that. And, you know, nothing ever works out for me. And this works out for everyone. You know, I'm always really happy for other people. I just, I don't know why I'm not happy for myself. And I just heard that one yesterday. And I said, excuse me, what did you just say? I said, I really am genuinely happy for other people. But I'm not happy for myself. I don't know why I'm like this. And I thought, okay, this brain just heard, be happy for other people. I am not happy for myself. Don't know why. So what's her brain going to do? It's going to make her really happy for other people, really good at not being happy for herself, and even better at not knowing why. Those were three commands that just went to her brain in three sentences and I said you just set yourself up for a really long time of that do realize that you can lead a horse to water but you cannot make them drink especially in this kind of work and something as subtle as the language we use, I don't care what language we speak, we can say the same things in every language in one way or another. 
but it will affect you. It will be you. If you don't like the way you dress, you don't like. If you don't like the way you eat, find a way to not eat that way. And if you don't like the way you speak, find a way to speak better. The other two sound easy. Well, I could always just go buy different clothes or I could always just eat different food. But it's really hard to reprogram the way we speak, just like it is trying to change the way you eat or dress or whatever it is you want to do. But the others, they're like tangible. People can see it and say, oh, wow, things have changed. Wow, you really look better. You look like you're taking better care of yourself. And we say that out loud to each other. But when you start to speak differently to yourself, you start speaking with care and love and value when you speak to others. You cannot help it. Your choice of words. And when you do start using better language to yourself and then you meet with your kids and you start having real conversations with your kids because the way you speak to them allows them to want to better run away from you. Everyone starts to feel safe. I was talking to a young person and I said, hey, you know what? I have a feeling you don't have control over your finances. Oh, really? Why? And I said, you buy a lot of little things. And they said, well, how does that mean control over my finances? I said, because if you did and you knew how much money you had to spend every month, you wouldn't have spent it on those things because I know that her income is limited. And she stopped. And she goes, oh, my God, that's true. And I said, do you have debt? And at first she didn't want to tell me. And she said, yes. And I said, really? Okay. How much debt do you have? And she was like paralyzed when she had to say it. And she said, $8,000. I said, oh, that's not too bad. The minute I said it was not too bad, you know what she said to me? She said, well, if you don't feel it's too bad, then I'm willing to talk to you about it. And I told her I would work with her, that we'll work out a plan, we'll go through everything she has. Instead of ignoring the elephant under the carpet, let's pull it out. I told her how I did this work by knowing exactly how much money I had at any given time. Otherwise, I could not have done this work. And I told her, and just like you have this debt, I had to borrow money from people to keep going at times. I had to jump into work. Sometimes I worked two jobs just to get this work done. And you're working, and you get money for working. But if you know where to put it, you don't need those little things that are going to end up on the floor in your car somewhere in your house where you just have to get rid of it at some point. And you realize you don't need a lot of those impulsive things. 
that make you feel like you are vital. And I told her, next time you go shopping, say to yourself, how bad do I really need that? Do I already have one of those at home? I only have one body. How much clothes do I really need? And I only got two feet. And I told her, if you buy something good from the beginning, you don't need to keep buying a bunch of different things because you already bought what you wanted. So the language I used with her sounds like a normal conversation, but it could have included things like, you're in debt for how much? Wow. Well, if I were her as well, I would have run away. Because now the rest of it's going to be how stupid I am for getting there. I think she was stupid because if I were in a mess, I would not have said that to myself anymore. I would have said, let me find a way out of this. Let me see if I can get help. Let me look at different methods of saving money or getting help on consolidating debt or whatever it is you, you need to do when you're in a position of being upside down like that. And when I told her my borrowing money was the equivalent of your credit cards, only I didn't have credit cards because I I knew I would get myself in trouble. I didn't want them. Until I went to go buy a car and they told me I have no credit history for me to buy a car. And then I had to go get six months of my banking statements for them to sell me a car. And that was really, really hard to do. And I didn't get the best deal because I couldn't. Now this year, because I've had the car for a year, I can get the best deal. Because now I have something on my credit. It exists. Judging, not throwing my opinion at her, not making her feel like something's really wrong. And also teaching her how to face things that are hard, like financial difficulties. Sometimes when we wait until we get sick before we go to a doctor or we eat stuff that we know is hurting us. Because as we get older, there's certain things that you keep eating them, it's just not going to work, whether we want it to or not. I mean, that's the reality. But why do we buy it, bring it to our home, put it in our kitchen, and then fight ourselves over whether or not we're going to eat it. Of course we're going to eat it. We bought it. So why set ourselves up for hurting ourselves? And the same with finance. If you can talk to yourself in a way like, wow, it got so easy to get here, and it happened so fast after I got a job. And I've been paying the little payments, but I'm going to have this debt forever. And you feel overwhelmed. You feel like you can't make the next decision, like maybe, you know, buying a house instead of paying rent or whatever, because you're upside down. Another thing I said to her, which I'm really glad I did, was you're really young. This is something a year from now you'll say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I faced this. And you can start thinking with confidence financially. And let's say you want to buy either a condo or a home 
or something like that, you will be able to do that by having a credit history, not having debt in the credit history, and being somebody who can manage their money. Because if you have a bad credit history, it just means you can't manage your money properly. And that's why they don't want to give you anything because then they're going to say, oh, you know what, this person is still struggling and hasn't found a way yet. I said, but look at us. We can work. I'll work with you on it. And, you know, we'll have a spot check. We'll figure out what you can spend every month. We'll figure out what you can spend every week. You might have to cut out a few things in the beginning. You might be able to keep them. Whatever the answer is, let's just make sure that it works, that it works for you because it's more stress to not think about this, thinking you're not thinking about it, with it hovering over your head. It's very powerful to speak simply, and in description. Because then our judgment is taken out. We know that we have the problem of debt. What good does it do to tell yourself how bad you are at money and then just not pay attention to it? How different would it be if it says, oh, wow, I have debt. I am acknowledging that I have debt. Not happy about it but I have it. And what can I do from this day forward? Your brain will find a million things for you to do. You will end up meeting people who can help you, people who you can talk to about it, people who've gone through it, and you will be able to walk out of it, stating it in description and then in action. Really think about that. And that's true for anything. Your kid does something, and you say, oh, okay, so this happened. How do you feel about what happened? Do you want it to happen to you again? Yes or no? They're usually going to say no, especially if it were something they just got in trouble for. Okay, well, let's pretend I'm not in the picture. How would you deal with this time you are confronted with this? Do you feel that you have the tools? Is there anything that anyone can help you with to turn what just happened into an action so that you can prevent this? They may even go as far as telling you, you know what, I'm not ready to take action, but at least I can be aware of what's happening just by the description. Oh, every time you go to school, this one kid bothers you. What do you do about it instead of letting the kid bother them, which I just had with some high schoolers? How do we confront that? And one went as far as kids. They're like in seventh grade. And somebody wanted another kid, some, the other child, the second child, the one who was being called on to go to the park and fight after school. And this kid by himself, without anybody telling him, said, I don't, I don't fight people. And he just didn't show up. Didn't go. He decided in his mind that he didn't fight people. Instead of saying, I'm scared. I don't want to get hit. I'm going to go kick his butt. 
He just said, I don't fight people. And his action was, he didn't go. You want to eat better. Description. I don't think that I'm eating the best foods for myself, but I really don't like the other stuff. Oh, wait a minute. I don't really eat the other stuff to know if I don't like it. That was me. Why don't I try it? And then as I started trying it, I started going, hmm, not so bad. Oh, and I could still put, like, garlic on stuff, and I could do this, and I could do that. And, and, you know, it was years of talking to myself, years of saying, try this. Wait a minute. This isn't good for us anymore. I better know that. And then I kept thinking, shoot, I'm going to run out of foods to eat. And I was finding little reasons. And then I, I would say to myself, no, I won't. I just don't know where those foods are. I need to talk to people who've done this. And they gave me great recipes, and I got really happy, and it started changing my thoughts one step at a time. And now to think of having a sandwich with two pieces of bread would fill me up till the next day if I ate it at lunch because I just don't eat that way anymore. That was the hardest thing for me to give up was my croissant chicken salad sandwiches with a bag of chips. I used to order that at work every single day. And I loved it with my Coke. To ever think that that's not how I would have eaten. And it took a lot of self-talk with that. But it was true. When I eat the bread that I used to eat, but I didn't know about organic and not organic yet. I just knew I was bloating like crazy when I started getting older. And I hated it. I felt like... I, I just was like tight in my clothes and I was uncomfortable and I felt like I didn't want to see people because I was just so, so already discomforted within myself. And then I started saying, well, wait a minute, if I don't eat this, by the time I go to bed at night, I'll be happy that I didn't eat it and I'll sleep happier. I, I started thinking like that and that thought alone became my filter question. If I eat this, will I still be happy at the end of the day? And if the answer was yes, I went for it. If the answer was no, I didn't. It had nothing to do with the food. It had to do with my feelings. So my action took me a while to get to that question. And I was, you know, it was like a crapshoot every day. I wasn't really sure which way I was going to go. But now I know. Now I know how to handle when I go to parties. Now I know how to handle myself when I'm, you know, somewhere and there isn't anything, you know, great to eat. I'll pick the best thing. And, and, then, and, then, and then even then I won't eat too much of it. And, but I will always participate wherever I am because I described that, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to places like this. They won't have everything I need all the time. And that's okay. My action will be this. So just thinking and description and action gives your brain direction, and that's where your power is. Hey, brain, I have a map for this. Hey, brain, I thought about this, so let's do this. And it will continuously direct you in the directions you need to go. That's why people say, and you hear it all the time, I was just thinking about that, and there it was. Thinking about it, it still would have been there. You just wouldn't have noticed it. Isn't that cool? That's how powerful 
what you speak to yourselves ends up being what you speak to others ends up pushing the best out of your life. When you speak in description and you think of an action, you've just given yourself the GPS of how to deal with that particular situation. As you get used to thinking like that, it becomes a tool you automatically do. Listening to my sister yesterday, and I said to her, please stop telling me how bad it is. I couldn't breathe. She goes, oh, neither could I. And I said, no, no. And I'm not going to say what I said here, but it just, I was like, there's, of course, because I'm picking you up. And if I can't breathe, it's because you can't breathe. And you started this conversation with how you can't breathe. And I will bet my life this is why. On that note, I will see you guys tomorrow. I love you and have a great Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.